This is the Dave and Checky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair. Cause it's the freaking Dave and Checky Show. Check your show, we're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers, I'll reference some Raffi. This is the Dave and Checky Show. Hey there, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 113 of the Middle Age Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast featuring your pals, Dave and Checky. Uh, Shecky here telling you that this is part two of a very special episodes episode. Uh, the first part went on longer than we thought you might enjoy. So we are coming back with the second part where we discuss Ranker's top 10 very special episodes. And uh, Ranker.com is a website that lets the people vote so here is a very special episode about very special episodes, part two. So now I am uh, going to tell you Ranker's top 10 very special episode. Ranker.com oh. actually has a very special episode uh, ranked page. All right. They never disappoint. There's all you can I, you can find almost anything ranked on ranker.com. I want to rank you for Rent Me Be My Ralph again. Number 10. JJ in trouble in good times. Oh, snap. When when is it when was he not in trouble? Thelma, get in here. Okay. James. That's the, Oh, James. All right. Now this uh says the most uncomfortable and controversial episode of Good Times was probably season 4's The Big Move. Oh, it wasn't when James died? Apparently not. Apparently that was not the most <laughs> that wasn't uncomfortable one. JJ gets it on with a cute fellow student from his high school who subsequently informs him she has tested positive for an STD. Push man. Hi, Mary Ann. Hey, JJ. Hi, Marianne. Hey, Marianne, oh, what's happening? Just leaving. Have a good hey, time. Hey, and a long time. Let's get on out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. Alone at last. Uh, listen, JJ, now I got to talk to you. Oh, now, come on, sweetheart. Let's not rush things. Have a little drinky poo first. How about a Kool Aid cocktail? JJ, now this is important now. I, I ain't got time for that. Oh, wow. I want to skip the preliminaries, huh? You just shut up. Now I got something to tell you. Hey, lighten up, sweetheart. Can't be that serious. Well, it is, and it's all your fault. What's my fault? What I got to tell you. What's that? Well, it ain't easy. Oh, now, come on, sweet thing. <laughs> you know you can tell me anything. <laughs> okay. Oh, CJ... I got VD, and you're the one who gave it to me. 
Oh, man, ain't no thing, but a chicken wing. JJ's own test results ultimately come back negative, and the whole storyline turns into an awkward platform for the Evans family to tell the audience about the availability and necessity for sexually active teens to go get tested themselves. Mr. Evans, I want to thank you for coming in. Huh? Oh, you'd be surprised how few people who suspect they have VD will even seek treatment. And VD is the biggest problem with kids around your age. But I thought it was an older person's disease. Oh, no, not at all. The next biggest group to get it are kids younger than you. Matter of fact, it's so out of control now that one out of five high school students will get VD before they graduate. And I guess the other four will get it after they graduate. <laughs> Just about. And, and it's not the bad guy's disease anymore, either. Anyone can get it, and they do. Look, the best way to prevent VD is to not mess around in the first place. But if we could wipe it out in no time at all. Are you ready for your test? Is it gonna hurt? <laughs> Not a bit. Well then, what are we waiting for? Now, I thought it was gonna be about don't believe what all girls say because sometimes they make shit up for another reason. No, that's not... The bitch was lying. Okay. Uh, I mean, was she? Did she have it and somehow it just didn't get to him? That's right. She oh, had didn't, it. Oh, JJ didn't go all the way, Jay. Well, I think it's harder for guys to get stuff from girls. You know. All right. Number nine. Blossom. Oh, man, no one wants to see that shit. No one watched that show, as far as I'm concerned. Is she the one from uh, Big Bang Theory? Yes. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, apparently, somebody's wife has a baby in a car and Blossom delivers it. I don't feel like that's very special at all. Blossom, when's the last time she screamed like that? About a minute ago. How far are you from the hospital? Judging from this traffic? About three weeks. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. Come on, Blossom, I'm counting on you. You're doing fine. Oh, God, Boomer's gonna kill me. There's only supposed to be four people in this car. Tony, Tony, something's coming out, and I don't know what it is. Just tell her to push and keep pushing. Yeah, push, yeah, keep push, pushing, push. keep pushing. Tony says keep pushing. Keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. Push, oh. Tony, something else is coming out. What do I do? It's a shoulder. Blossom? Blossom? It's a boy. It's a boy. I have a son. That's not special. Unless she molested afterwards. Number eight. Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster. Now, I mixed that up with... Pippi Longstockings. Don't do that. I don't know who Punky Bruce is. I just know Pippi Longstockings. The girl lived in a house without her parents and was telling the authorities that her parents were somewhere where they weren't, and it was a bunch of shenanigans. No, Punky Brewster was uh, a black kid in Harlem. No, she was like a cute girl, and then she had to get a breast reduction because her boobs grew really big when she was like 13. It was like they- Is that part of the special episode? No. No. Pumpy, is, Pumpy this, Brewster. No. This was before that. But uh, let's see. Punky. 
Punky in uh, in Sherry Lifesaver, Henry's refrigerator is on the fritz, prompting him to buy a new one. He sets it out in the backyard for pickup, but when inclement weather derails his plan, he leaves it outside. Meanwhile, Punky and her friends are playing hide-and-seek, and when Sherry decides the fridge is a perfect hiding place, it's also a place with little oxygen, and little Sherry passes out. Oh, oh, give me a hand. So what? Oh, Sherry. Sherry! Think she's breathing. What? Alan, you learned CPR in school? Uh, well, I. Give her CPR now. Uh, I can't. I didn't pay attention. I got sent to the principal's office. Dear God, I don't know the procedure either. What do we do? We can't just let her go. Keep calm. I need your help. First, run up to my apartment and call the paramedics. You know how to do that? 911? Right. After you do that, find Mrs. Johnson. Go! She couldn't push the door open? No, that's why they had to take the doors off. It was the law. You had to take the doors off because you couldn't push the door open. Why? From a vacuum seal? Something like that. How do you open it from the back or was it ice? What are you talking about? I mean, how do you open it from anyway, then? A fridge. You open the fridge by opening the door. So why can't you push it open? You just couldn't. I remember this being a a little... you, You... they had to take the you had to take the door off. It was the law. No, that's a good law, but I never <clears throat> heard such a thing. Uh, Henry finds her, but she's unconscious. Serendipitously, the group learned CPR in school the day before. Oh, sniss out. And Punky helped revive her. That is serendipitous. But yeah, I remember that being the law, even when I was little. Like you could you couldn't go by an old refrigerator. Well, what was the message? Make sure you take the door off. Yeah, I guess that so. That was part of it. I guess that was the very special message. Hmm. Uh, wow, that, that's actually one that makes sense. So that was number eight Good for you, Punky. from Ranker.com. And number seven from Ranker.com is another Punky Brewster episode. Oh, man, Ranker, you guys are jumping the skanker. Maybe they love their Punky Brewster. Um, fully steeped in the hysteria of Nancy Reagan's Just Say No campaign. Oh, snap. This season two episode chronicles Punky and Sherry's attempts to get in good with a group of seemingly glamorous popular girls. Oh, rip from the hazies. Who call themselves the Chicklets. Congratulations, girls. You're one of us. Welcome to the club. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sherry, we did it. Let the newest chicklets get first choice. Go ahead, girls. Take your pick. Are these drugs? Just some grass, a few uppers, and a little nose candy. Nose candy? Cocaine. My big brother gets us all kinds of stuff. We do them all the time. It's no big deal. It seems like a big deal to me. Why do you do it? Because everybody does. Besides, it makes you feel happy and relaxed. But I'm already happy and relaxed. Aren't you, Cherry? Real happy, real relaxed. (laughs) Don't be so uptight, okay? Come on, it really helps you tune out. I don't feel good about this. The stage is set for a good old-fashioned lesson about the value of true friendship and the fleetingness of popularity until the chicklet's haughty ringleader suddenly threatens to break out her secret stash of uppers, 
downers, grass, right. goofballs, oh. and nose candy. Goofballs? What's a goofball? I, I want know. that. Can Goof- you see, someone send me some goofballs. And nose candy. Nose candy. Now that sounds sexy. Now let me ask you something. Is this Punky Brewster? Punky is scandalized but initially reluctant to abandon her only chance at becoming one of the cool kids. After a heart-to-heart with her science teacher, however, she reevaluates her position and forms a posse of chanting anti-drug crusaders who march through the streets waving signs and sport matching Just Say No t-shirts. On the next Scarface. Oh, God. 7,000 school children massacred. Punky, blah. Oh, Punky. How could poopster. you? Punky poopster. All right. Well, that's shit. Now, hold on a second. I got a surprise special guest oh, episode. Okay. Now, I cannot believe that this wasn't on anybody's list. Well, we're only at number seven on Well, if it's on the list, I'll redeem it. But okay. if it's not, we got a problem. Okay. Now. Don't you remember the Quincy episode where Paraquat kills the kid? The marijuana was sprayed with Paraquat. Oh. It was murder. But I don't think that's a very special episode. It was special. It was very special. It was speaking to the youth. Yeah, but I think that was just a regular episode. No, this one was more than regular. You sure? This one was heartbreaking. (laughs) But I don't think it was... Okay, let me oh see. I'm going to Google God. a very special... Quincy, Paraquat. Boom. I'm just doing a very special episode, Quincy, and see what comes up. Back it's... when they told you, weed, don't smoke weed, it's been sprayed with Paraquat. All the weed everywhere was sprayed with Paraquat, ladies and gentlemen. It's the, the one that comes up as a very special Quincy episode is the one that... <laughs> is the one that, it, that warns of the dangers of punk rock. She comes home, and she finds her daughter burning cigarette holes in her arm, shredding her clothes to bits, taking pills, and locking herself in a room listening to that violence-oriented punk rock music. You've got to see it with your own eyes to believe it, Quince. I've seen children come off that dance floor with crushed ribs and bloody faces, like soldiers fighting some kind of insane war. What could persuade a kid to act like that? Maybe the greatest persuader there is. Music. Oh, shit. I remember that one, too. He goes into a club. It's all fucked up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Don't you kids have any morals? That's the only one that's coming up on... uh... All right. Well, maybe it was just me. Yeah. I don't... I don't... The the, the Paraquat episode is not coming up. Good stuff. Yeah, I don't... I don't believe you're mistaken. He was very, very dramatic. Jack Klugman. It's always very, very dramatic, though. The Paraquat episode. Excellent. Back to Ranker.com. It's the Mr. Belvedere episode. Hi, Mr. Belvedere. Hello, Danny. Is Wesley here? Yes, come on in. Everyone, you remember Wesley's friend, Danny? Oh, hi, Danny. Hi, Mrs. Owens, Mr. Owens. Hiya, champ. How's it going? Well, I got eight, but other than that, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Man, 
I I don't know anything about Mr. Belvedere. I feel like I'm missing out now. I gotta watch. I gotta binge watch Mr. Belvedere. Uh, uh they got a very special hanging with uh hanging with Mr. Cooper. I I have not seen that. No. How about a very special Mo Gaffney show? No. God damn it! Wake me when they got one of those. Number five. Oh. That show, Dinosaurs. Oh, now that was good. There was a pot episode on that one. They find the kid's pot in a bag. He's got pot. Is that the episode? It's not. Oh, all my favorite special episodes were about pot. The yes. guy had a problem. <laughs> had? Anyway. What? Let's go on to this. In that one, they find the kid's weed. They have all kinds of funny names for it. Because you know, it's not weed, but it's the equivalent. Hell yeah. In- it was in his drawer. In his sock drawer. Insecure about his masculinity and eager to impress his school crush, Caroline, Aww. Robbie resolves to increase his appeal his appeal by bulking up. Remember, your puniness is but one of the many endearing qualities that makes you unique. You yeah. are who you are. Oh, that's so sweet. I never mm-hmm. dreamed I'd hear the same advice from both you and my mom. Hey, besides, guys like Dolph have an unfair advantage. What unfair advantage? Phonoids. What are thornoids? Uh, uh, you don't know? No. Will they help me? What are they? Well, interestingly enough, there is something that uh, doesn't really exist, and I just made up the word. It's a little game I play to amuse myself. Uh, see ya. Uh, hey, wait a minute. Hey, forget it, Scooter. Thornoids aren't for you. But I just want to know why these other guys are so big. Now, now come on, tell me, where are thornoids? All right. They have these little spiny things that some guys eat because they're supposed to increase muscle mass. May I go now? Oh, hey, wait, wait a sec. How do they work? Where do I get them? You don't get them. You don't want them. You don't need them. The end. But I... I... Close it. When standard methods... Bun- by do- doing what? Bulking up. Oh, I thought you said bunking up. I was like, I don't oh, know Oh, maybe I did. And if I did, my apologies. When standard methods... When standard methods fail, however, he succumbs to temptation and begins secretly consuming bizarre... Fuzzy creatures called thornoids. Oh, shit, like steroids, right? Yo, yo, I'm with you, man. I understand your shit, dinosaurs. Which are rumored to increase muscle mass. I gotta tell you, I liked that show, but it makes him an angry lunatic, right? Sure enough, Robbie's pectorals are soon impressively huge. But he starts raging. But so, alas, is his ego. Ah, yes. After mouthing off to his parents, tearing the bathroom sink out of the wall, and thoroughly terrifying his date, Robbie learns a valuable lesson and decides to clean up his act. Oh, no, the lesson is increase the dosage. I don't think that was the lesson. No. Number four. Another dinosaur? Saved by the bell. Oh, I was waiting for this. Were you? Yeah. Okay. Everybody loves a good Mario Lopez story. I don't think he's in this one. Uh, That's how much we love it. No one wants him to be in a special episode. No list of unintentionally hilarious sitcom episodes would be complete without this classic installment of Saved by the Bell, in which Jesse Spano, Elizabeth Berkley, Bayside High's resident Goody Two-Shoes, suffers a full-blown speed freak meltdown (laughs) after becoming addicted to pep pills. Oh, wow. Hey, wake up. Come on, we gotta grow the max. Come on, Jesse. Come on. Zach. What time is it? I have to take my geometry test. Why, you already took the test. I did. Yeah, yeah, it's 6.30. Come on, we gotta go. Let's go. Where are we going? Where are we going? You're singing tonight. 
Singing? Yeah. Tonight? Come on. Wait, what am I gonna wear? Jesse, remember? Lisa's bringing your costume. Right, I gotta wash my hair. No, there's no time. No time! There's never any time! I don't have time to study! I'll never get into Stanford! I'll let everyone down! I'm so confused! Jesse, hey! Hey, just calm down. It's okay. You're right. It's okay. Everything will be okay. Yeah. I just need one of these. Pills? You mean you really are taking drugs? I need them. Jesse, give me those. I need them, Zach! I have to sing! Jesse! You can't sing tonight. Yes, I can! I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I'm so scared! The scene in question is so legendary that even people who never watched Saved by the Bell are at least familiar with it. Now, this is before or after a requiem for, uh, what was it, a dream? Especially since the X-rated So Bad It's Good cult favorite Showgirls, starring Berkeley as an ambitious Vegas dancer, was released a few years later. The episode was supposed to center around Jesse dealing with an addiction to speed, but NBC censors made the show soften it to store-bought caffeine pills, which lowers the stakes just a tad. Store-bought caffeine pills. Dexatrip. Well, I guess it could happen. I used to take those. They worked. It was like caffeine. They were caffeine. It was yeah. like drinking coffee. I did not like coffee when I was like in... I don't know, sophomore year, whenever I was taking Dexatrim. I think everybody was taking Dexatrim. I didn't love it, but some, somehow everybody was doing it. So, yes, I was that person. Number three on the ranker, uh, so bad, it's good, very special episode list, is Edith. Edith and the Serial Rapist. All you got to do is do exactly like I tell you. And everything's going to be just fine. <gasps> what are you going to do to me? Just exactly what you think I'm going to do to you. No, you wouldn't do that. No, no, you wouldn't. No. Who played the rapist? That's a great career choice. Uh, let's Probably see. didn't have a choice. Let's see. Play the rapist to back in jail. Emilio Estevez. Don't tell me. It's the photographer from the Lou Grant show. Hold on. Photographer from the... Oh. Rossi. <laughs> he always looked like a creep. Uh, weirdly, they don't give up. They just... On a very special death wish. I See, I don't remember that episode. Was there two cops? I don't remember it either. On IMDb, they give the cast for that episode. It's Archie, Edith, Rob Reiner, Sally Struthers, and then it has two cops. Huh. That's weird. Well, she believes that one of them, she believes he is a cop. So maybe it's the cop is the serial rapist. Oh, I don't know. Uh, John Brandon plays a cop and Ray Colella plays a cop, but they don't put the word rapist in the... Weird. Uh, so I don't know. Interesting. But that's number three. Number two, Family Ties. Family Ties. Now, we're talking Michael J. Fox? That's right. Okay. Give your Uncle Arthur a kiss. Ew. Mallory. In this season one episode of Family Ties, sophisticated 15-year-old Mallory finds herself dealing with a little more sophistication than she can handle when her, when her father's co-worker and family friend, Uncle Arthur, makes a pass at her. What's up? 
Mom, don't get mad at me for saying this. But Uncle Arthur made a pass at me. Arthur? Are you sure? Mom, I'm positive. Mallory, when you say a pass, I mean a pass with his hands and his lips. He did it twice, once down at the station and then again last night while you were in the kitchen. Did he hurt you? Nobody scared me. Mom, I'm so embarrassed. Horrified and ashamed, Mallory keeps the incident secret, hoping to just move on and forget it ever happened. Oh, sniz up. After Arthur moves in for a second attempt at a family gathering, however, Mallory breaks down and tearfully confesses to her parents who confront Arthur, sternly telling him to keep away from their underage daughter and to get some professional help, while Arthur whines pathetically about feeling crazy since his divorce. Ever since Elizabeth and I split up, I've been acting crazy. Dressing like a teenager, touching up what's left of my hair. Other people get divorced, other people get older, and they don't do what you did. I don't know what came over me. It was an uncontrollable impulse, a one in a million thing. It happened twice. Okay, twice in a million. <laughs> Professional help. What does that mean, a prostitute? They don't call the police. They, they just warn him sternly. I think that is awful. That is terrible. Like, that that to me is worse than everything else about that episode is that they don't they don't call the cops they just warn him well off. you know you call the cops and all you know, cops come poking around and then they're gonna find the illegal moonshine still in the back non-reality and ranker's number one uh very special episode is of course the bicycle man from different strokes while I was there with Dudley, he gave us some pizza and wine. What else went on there? He showed us some pictures. Everybody was naked. <laughs> naked? And he showed us some kinky cartoons. What do you mean by kinky? Well, you told me about the birds and the bees, but that's nothing compared to what those mice were doing. <laughs> I think I'd better have a talk with our Mr. Horton. Dad, you don't think... Yes, I sure do. Is there something wrong, Dad? Maybe we should go get Dudley. He's still down there. At the bicycle shop? Oh, my God. Dad, I'm going with you. Now, wait a second. Maybe we should call the police first. The police? Everybody loves that episode. No no one loves the episode. You're telling me there wasn't a very special... uh, uh, What's the show with... uh, the woman from Different Strokes who had a spinoff. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, nothing special in that episode. What is that? Uh, the girls. Blanche. Is that a name? Facts of Life. Facts of Life. Wait, what was the blonde's name? Blair. Blair. Blanche is the Golden Girls. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, well, you know, I think of that show, I think of like trauma, drama. They did have one? It wasn't on the ranker, but let's see here. Blair's friend, Jerry. Oh, this is another list entirely from Mental Floss, and it's apparently there is one on... Oh, you think it's Jerry? Why is that a very special episode? I don't know. Or Joe. What's in Joe's past? Joe was like a... She was like a mechanic. Yeah. Actually, I'm not seeing a very special episode of The Facts of Life. 
Oh, an unfortunate episode. The Facts oh. of Life starstruck. Is that with uh, Scott Bayo? Hold on. <clears throat> no. There's, there's, okay. This is what's. I don't know what this fucking website is. This website, this, uh, this website <coughs> has, they're not calling it a very special. They're calling it an unfortunate episode. Uh-huh. And it's the cautionary tales we remember most. Don't trust the bike shop owner who socializes exclusively with kids. What? Don't. That's, Wait, that's, that's different, different strokes. strokes. They're oh, referring okay. to that. Don't play hide and seek in a broken down refrigerator. That's the punky Brewster. Yeah. Don't get hooked on caffeine pills. Yeah. And uh, that's the Saved by the Bell. And in this case, don't become a stalker-level teenage superfan. In this episode of The Facts of Life, it begins with Tootie reading a letter to her girlfriends in the Eastland Boarding School lounge as Tootie recites, And my very special thanks to you, Tootie, for starting the Eastland Fan Club. You certainly are my number one fan, your friend, Jermaine Jackson. All the girls gasp. The hammy ginger of the group says, you mean he signed it too? Who's the hammy ginger? I don't know. That sounds odd. The hammy ginger? Who's the hammy ginger? I don't think that even is a thing. The hammy ginger. Uh, what is that? Who's, who has red hair in the cast? Molly Ringwald was on it for the first season, but that was it. Hammy ginger. Um... Okay, this is way too long, but apparently they stalk Jermaine Jackson. Hammy Ginger. That sounds like a bad drink. Oh, this is weird facts of life. This is like later years because they're showing a photo, like a still photo, and there's four black girls and two white girls, and I don't recognize anybody except for Tootie. So this must be way far into uh, into <clears throat> facts of life. Weird. It's. I think it's almost. You know. I think it's probably the last season of Facts of Life. I don't recognize anybody. So there you go. A very special episode. What do you think? Of what? <laughs> of just very special episodes in general. I think they're highly suspect. They're sus. I don't know why they do them. Uh huh. Who's forcing them to do them? Who's decide or why are they running out of good funny stuff that they have to do them? Either way, they don't fit. I feel like it's like one of these things is not like the other. Do you think that there was some sort of weird like Hollywood law that was made up that we didn't we weren't privy to that said that you have to uh, do some sort of public service announcement? I don't know. I don't know about Hollywood law, but I know there's all, sometimes there's programming uh, rulings or directives. Right. Like, so, oh, the, so like the, you think the studios might have taken it upon themselves to do a PSA like once a year or once every couple of years or once every 50 episodes, whatever it is, that they'll do a PSA? Probably. And during a certain, during prime time, during a certain hours? I don't know. That would be the that would be somewhat interesting to find out why these occur. I think they're awful. I think that I again they totally turned me off to certain shows like the Edith one, uh, the Different Strokes one. It was 
was traumatizing. Um, the mod one was yeah. a, such a turnoff. How about the one where Alphonse Ribeiro's cousin comes to town and has a... Gives Will Speed? No, he oh. has a Michael Jackson impersonator come around and hang out and dance with him so oh. that he looks like he's uh, friends with Michael Jackson. That's... And then all the kids want to take dance lessons from him and stuff. Isn't that Silver Spoons? Oh, it wasn't... That wasn't fresh. That was fresh, not Fresh Prince. Oh, that's right. No, it is Alphonse Ribeiro. He's right, but it's Silver Spoons. Their cousin on Silver... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. I know. You seem to you have... You know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. All right. How about a very special Grady? Did that oh. ever happen? No, but I loved Grady. Everybody loves Grady. That's why he got his own show for a minute. For half a minute. But that's what the Bicentennial is supposed to be about. To show how far this country's come. We're not slaves anymore. Tell that to the guys down at the car wash. <laughs> so as far as you're concerned, you don't buy the Bicentennial. Right. I don't buy the Bicentennial. Now, I, I'm not against this country having its 200th birthday party, but, but I don't know too many blacks who can afford to bring a present. Well, you can't sustain on Grady. Grady's a side man. But he was so beloved that they gave him his own show. Well. Because they realized that, they realized that he was an America sweetheart. <laughs> Grady. Grady was an America sweetheart. See, it should have been Chico and the man and Grady. Oh, okay. That would have been funny. What would Grady have been? What was he? It would have been like an old mechanic. Oh, okay. I see. Just a side character. So we'd have three mechanics. Oh, yeah. It was a big shop. Well, I could, quite busy in this. Maybe show. he could have been the guy that always just brought his car in to get fixed. Uh, okay. Like there was always something wrong with it. Or maybe there was nothing wrong with it, but he was just lonely. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Uh -huh. that, would be the, that would be the very special episode. <laughs> when he, you know, kills himself in his garage because he was so lonely. In the, Whoa, harsh. There was nothing left wrong with the car. Who was the man again? That was uh, the guy from uh, Willy Willy Wonka. Wonka. Yeah. He's famous. I forgot his name. Jack. Jack. Warden? No. Jack Albertson. Yes. There you are. Pretty close. Oh, you know who was the third man in Chico and the Man? I don't. Scatman Carruthers. See, there was a rule. I'm on to something here. I don't remember that, but there is room for a funny black guy in that show. He was... Yeah, see, Scatman, though, was beyond funny. Oh, it's fucking Scatman. He was another America sweetheart, as this far as I'm concerned. before or after The Shining? This is before. Yes. Scatman was in 65 episodes. Whoa. Two more episodes than Freddie Prince. And it's not called Chico and the Scatman, or Scatman and the Man, or Scat and the Man. Scatman and the Man. Well, I think they brought him in afterwards. Yeah. Because if he's if, look, okay, so let me just say this to you: Jack Albertson was in eighty-eight episodes. Oh, you mean he left after a little while? How many episodes do you think there were? A thousand? No, it was not years and years and years of Chico and Demand. Freddie Prince killed himself, Dave. So they ended the show. That's why the show ended. I'm pretty sure that's why the show ended. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, let me stop joking. Yeah. It's not. Sad note. <laughs> it's terrible. Um. 
But uh, yeah, so Jack Albertson was in 88 episodes. And I scared. believe if cocaine didn't exist, Freddie Prince wouldn't have killed himself. Oh, you think that? You think he died of that? No, not of that, but I think he was doing so much. Oh, man. You think what? I think he was doing so much cocaine and the pressure from Hollywood and all that shit was coming down on him and he might have had a little bit of an instability to his personality in the first place. But without the massive amount of cocaine, and I could be mistaken, but I don't think I am, I think he would have changed. He would have had a different mindset. Oh, well, that's sad. He was a, he was, that guy was an instant star. Instant. Well, he was charismatic. What was the, what was the, uh, wasn't there a tagline or some sort of thing he said? Uh, yeah. Why can't I remember Oh, looking good. There you go. Like they, all those 70s shows had Dino Mike looking good. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. You know, all they all had that something that you could put on your lunchbox. Well, that's nanu, the formula. Nanu, right? That was an odd one, but yes. At that point, anything goes. But that was that 70s, that, that decade of the 70s and those fucking catchphrases. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh. Scatman Carruthers. I think he, you know, as much as I love Grady. Oh, they're in a different class. They are. Scatman is just in a different class. He's legendary, I'd say. Grady's like a very funny comedic actor. Yeah. Scatman's just kind of like a legend. That's what I'm saying. But, so, you're on the right, you're on the right track there. Yeah, well, they're both endearing older gentlemen. Yeah, or they were endearing older gentlemen. Yeah. God bless their souls, is what I say. All right. Well, that was it for episode 113. We appreciate you listening, and we will see you back real soon, America.